Picture this. A room somewhere in another dimension Can with five smoke? people. All of them strangers to each other. Who's that over there? And in this room, something strange is going to happen. Something otherworldly. Something preternatural. Who are these people? I do not want to inhale secondhand smoke. Little do they realise they have entered the macro zone. What? Stop that cigarette out! Should I kill Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, and, uh, well, any other listeners who care to listen? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> getting freaky. Yeah, From the other zone. So, <laughs> to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast, I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... A crab. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm no, he's got crabs. Ooh. <laughs> Karen's got fish fingers. What? <laughs> Fishy You're fingers. A strange boy. <laughs> Just sit there with your, your silly Everton shirt on. It's not Everton. Actually, it's Queen's Park Rangers. No, You've it's got not. a Queen's Park Rangers shirt on in the presence of Liverpool Magnificent. This is a Bath 15 side. It's a Queen's Park Rangers shirt. It says Bath Hales on the front I of it. I can't see that. It's Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> anyway, what podcast is this? Three one four. 314. Thank you. Welcome to Podcast 314. This is the one Karen's doing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I leave that in. Rubber, rubber, rubber. I'm, not, I'm not like him. I just leave stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, oh, yes. here is the news. No, 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 not today. no news. Damn. We did that about, the what was it, about an hour yeah, about half an hour ago. Damn. <laughs> so, no news. No news. Okay, and we'll so have... that means no one's allowed to die between podcast three one three and three one four, except Tom Baker, who's allowed to die all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, also, we've got no things to talk about. So, oh. let's go on to feedback. <laughs> we have got something. To talk about. Yeah, yeah. Adam made us watch the Macra Terror. Well, he didn't actually make us. I, watched... I might as well have just watched 90, or read 1984 and imagined the pictures. Yeah. I watched Ooh. it twice. Yes, you watched it in it, colour yeah. and black and white? Yes. I watched it black and white, then yep. colour. And colour, <laughs> yep. So, pause for music. Yes, this was 1984 light, yes, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a surprise. What is it, four years, two years before Prisoner? Mm. Yes, I was just about to say that. I found it very, very Prisoner-esque. Yeah. 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 The, the happy music. The happy music and everyone yeah, so say everyone deluded. Jolly. I mean, yeah. uh, the controller, yeah, he could be number one, pilot's number two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can I get something out of the way early? Go on, then. Now, I never saw it, obviously, having not been born when it yeah. came out. There was a scene where Ben and Polly were cornered by the macra. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. right. I don't know if the the um, animation was exactly how it appeared no. on the telly, 
They just stood there and screamed at it and said, we must run away. These things were coming closer and closer and they're standing there having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty much like it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that made me so cross. That's about the only bit that survives because mm-hmm. that's, I have to say, I kind of understand why the, the Australians, they edited down that part. Yeah. Probably and, it was annoying. Well... <laughs> They edited it down because they felt it was graphically violent. Having seen the version when it's edited down, I think it should have been edited down just to make it flow mm. better. I just, I it did go on a bit. I yeah. think if memory serves, because I think I remember to see this. I remember seeing this scene, and yes, it is graphically violent because Polly is virtually strangling him yeah. to, yeah, to get to get away, you know, yeah. out of fear. And but yeah. yeah, so that's the only scene yeah. that, that kind of actually still exists, but. Yeah. It, it actually flows better when they cut a lot of that bit out, yeah. I'll be honest. I did start right. watching the episodes consisting of the uh, production stills. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. I, I've, I've got to admit, um, this is another episode or another story where it is designed to be shown to uh, a week apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very, I found it very tough it was only four episodes, but I found it tough sitting there watching it. I did too. From I, start to finish. First time I saw it was at the BFI, where yeah. they did two episodes, had a quarter of an hour break with a panel, mm. and, fifth, and the other two episodes. Yeah. And I, that was hard work. Yeah. Well, I thoroughly really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. But watching it again, now I've got the DVD, I watched it an episode a night, pretty much, mm. and it's yeah. much better. Yeah. Well, so I watched, watched them all, all the Yeah. 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 And I didn't see the last episode because I fell asleep. Oh, but we had got up really early to watch well, Game of Thrones. Nah. See, I, I watched I watched the black and white through first, and I watched them back to back, and I quite enjoyed them. I, I don't mind watching these ones back to back. And then on Sunday, I rewatched it in colour just to see if it made a difference. It threw me at first because on the colour version, for some it reason, they started in black yeah. and white, yeah. Yeah. and I thought. Oh, they've put the wrong DVD up now and some of the other things they've done. If this had been the original footage, not an animation, I would have preferred the black and white because they knew how to film in black and white and they played with that for the atmospherics and all the rest of it, hence why Mm. Quatermass in the Pit is just so scary because they knew how to work black and white. Because this is a cartoon that's been modernly done, I actually preferred it in colour mm, yes. than the black and white. I could see more of of the actual animation uh, and mm. backgrounds yeah. and distinction in the mm. colour version than I did the black and white, and yes. I, I actually enjoyed that. Speaking better. of the animation... I found it flowed a lot more better than Power of the Daleks. Mm. Oh, the animation I is definitely think, a step up. Oh, yeah, very they, much so. Right. Yeah. I think that's because I, mean, they I, had no, I noticed that sort of straight from the yeah. start. I mean, the animation was a lot more fluid, a lot more lifelike. I think that's because essentially they had a hell of a lot more time. That is the yeah. Yeah. Twice as long. Power mm-hmm. of the Daleks. And they had new software. Yeah. And it had, a, it had a definite 60s feel about oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, I, I really did, enjoyed it. I personally, going back to something that you said, uh, yeah, I love the colour. I love the colour. But I was also very impressed by that little black and white sequence. Mm. I thought that was the was glorious, the um, rendering of it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's clearly mm. a CG. Yeah. Police box. Yeah. In the opening shot. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. The actual story itself... Obviously, the audio is original audio because yep. they very sensibly, it's the only way it's all survived, actually recorded all of the audio. I liked with Michael Craze how when he went from 
Ben to drugged Ben. Mm. His <laughs> proper, his normal voice, i.e. his post-received pronunciation voice, kept in, <laughs> opposed to his Cockney, Cockney sailor voice, Cockney. just to distinguish oh, the okay. character slightly. Yeah. And he lost his trousers. Uh, and he lost his trousers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he short, actually changed it? his voice mm. slightly. Yeah, it yeah, becomes okay. a little yeah. bit more proper, more prom- proper yeah. than yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also, I, you know when they go to what they call the new build area? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I got the feeling that the colony was a lot, lot bigger at one point because that's not new build. Those windows have They're been broken boarded and boarded yeah. up. Yeah. And I think it's where the macro have decimated the colony down to just the more mine, manageable, the size. manageable mm. minute bit they want. Yeah. Mm. And that's the that's not new, that's the old colony buildings because mm. they, they mm. are run down rather yeah. than mm. being rebuilt. Mm. Mm. Now... I want the ana- the uh, fanfare that the controller uses. I want that as a text alert on my phone. <laughs> That's the most fangled phone. You know, if my phone did that, my normal landline phone, oh, I'd be so fed up with it. <laughs> what do you think about the idea of um, expanding the scenes? I uh, not reproducing what was shown on screen but slightly expanding it to to the vistas the landscape oh i feel mm. that's really good yeah. yeah it gave it more sense of well, scale mm, yeah. 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 i think it would be it wouldn't be very practical either as well to do the cartooning in the way the, the same way they do the tv series and do it shot for shot the same because yeah. a lot of that is close up on an actor's face and they, they're very characterful. And you, you could have someone close up on me or you or ever talking yeah, now, yeah. and our face is moving. It's, if you try and do that in that very basic, as advanced as it is, but that very basic cartooning, you're losing a lot. Yeah, it's not working yeah. the same way. So you've got to fill that dialogue or that moment. And I think that it... it, it and isn't very few people are going to remember it, even if they had seen it. Yeah, um, It's not like... You're going to get that many people who can sit there and go, "Ah, oh, this isn't this isn't what I remember." <laughs> uh, knowing some pedantic Who fans, oh god, yes, yeah. right, yeah, there Just have one. been some complaints that they did take out a scene because it was too oh, difficult the, to animate. The, tum- the tumbler, yeah, yeah. the yeah. tumbler, tumbler. Um, at one point in time, they. Uh, clean up the second doctor. They uh, iron his clothes. They and did they... say at the beginning that his yeah. clothes were a mess. Yeah, mm. and in I. In the book, in the target book, they do that, and he comes out of it all shiny, spick and spam, and combed hair, yeah. and, and then goes straight into a tumbler machine, tumble dryer, oh dear. and <laughs> reduces himself back to as he was. <laughs> I, I suspect there may be two reasons they haven't done that scene. One may be difficulty, the other one may be that might not get through the sensors now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that a bit ridiculous, really. Because um, uh, this sort of thing is only going to be bought by fans, and I know, I know, I know, I know. We're on the same page here, you know. We're not going to all go. Oh, let's have a go in a tumble dryer. <laughs> well, but it's for kids, Doctor. Who might, might kids yeah. might watch it and yeah, put a cat well, in the tumble dryer. <laughs> you raise your kids better. <laughs> Actually. I know you did, but, you know, you're, you're special. I was quite... Home anyways. It, I found it quite interesting because, obviously, I was born, but only just. But having had um, dedicated Doctor Who fans for Big Brothers, 
and uh, I was kind of plonked in front of the set telly from the moment I brought back from the hospital. Did they put you in the tumble dryer? No, but my <laughs> earliest memory was from the Tomb of the Cybermen, and it yeah. wasn't the Cybermen breaking out, it was the Cybermen yeah. grabbing the Doctor's yeah. ankle. This one, none of it felt familiar. Now, I have seen the recon, yeah. um, the Aldo with the recon, um, but... It was actually very much, I quite liked it, very much like watching a new Doctor Who episode. I hadn't seen yeah. this one before. It's like, yeah, X amount of years and we've got a new old Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ones, though, um, when people um, with uh, Wataka saying, oh, too many companions, well, it's, it's, that's nothing new because no. this, mm. Ben, Polly and Jamie... Yeah. To yeah. make companions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunately a bit, yeah. yeah. Well, that's to the extent why Ben ends up being... Even though they had evil mm, four yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. And it's certain, yeah. certain things that I, I noticed, which I can only describe as uh, Troutonisms. Mm. The the coughing to remember what his line is. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah the occasional cough and stumble. And like you yeah. said, they'd drawn his bow tie. Oh, yeah. The, yeah they, they, they didn't put... <laughs> the bow tie wasn't straight on. It was Attention at to an detail. angle. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think so, of these ones, I actually preferred the colour to the black and white. And if, yeah. if when I watch it again at some point, I will. I will watch the colour version yeah. over the black and white version yeah. on this, very mm. much so. The luminous green gas. Yes. Mm. Well, that was it. You yeah. could see the... That's yeah. better on the black and white. You really couldn't see the gas <laughs> that well. Did anyone also watch the trailer for We're in Space? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the little what is it? Ten the, minutes. The min, mini miniette. Yeah, uh, episode mm. one. That was that was interesting. Ooh, that I looks good. Yeah, yes. I don't know if that means they're doing that or what. But mm. The jungly the so. type thing actually looked quite nice. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the little space, the servo robot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, some of the characters are a bit weird. It did feel like a story that was writing down to the audience a bit. The Doctor was given far too much freedom. Yeah, mm. yeah. The the pilot really quick to forgive him. Oh, okay, misunderstanding. Yeah. You have free reign yeah. to go anywhere. Well, and even when they were on suspicion, they're still left to in an unlocked play a, play about yeah. with the controls <clears throat> in the well, uh, playing devil's advocate. If uh, everyone is under the hypno spell and yeah. under the uh, control, having someone working outside the their remit is not something they're used to. Not yeah. something they would know how to cope with. So until they get orders from that's, the big giant yeah. head. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, that's what I, mean, I was Ula, thinking. whatever his name is, um, the, the security chief, he was really anti the Doctor. He was always oh, on oh, the yeah. security yeah. chief. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling he's probably not not required to be under so much control. Because yeah, he obviously, yeah. I think he knew what the macro were. And also, if you're doing night patrols, he's going to have seen the macro. Yeah. I got very much the feeling that, I won't say strictly knew what was going on, but he was quite happy to serve. Yeah, <laughs> and also... Because it gave him power and yeah. influence. Well, also, I get the feeling that... Uh, Certainly when he was placed in charge of the pilot near the end, that was his goal. That's what yeah. he was oh, yeah. oh, he, wanted, he wanted power. Yeah. yeah and uh, what, made, what made me laugh was um, it was just the way the con- when the controller said, he thought, there is no such thing as a macro. <laughs> they do not exist. Honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the pilot, he sees the macro on the mm, TV screen. Yeah. He sees it's all a facade. In fact, the old Big Brother character isn't really the person in charge. Uh, but yet, soon after that, he just forgets it, he sort of brushes mm. it under the carpet. This is the effect the, of the gas. They're having this gas yeah. hunting yeah. all the time. And mm. Is it that or is it just 
I don't know. Delusion. It's it's a yeah. bit of mind brainwashing, a bit of the gas. Yeah, yeah but there again, I mean, sort of how how come Medoc was the only one who sort of who, who was immune to the uh, colonist charms? Yeah, how so perhaps, the gas, <laughs> yeah. perhaps the gas didn't affect him for some yeah. reason. Mm, yeah, it's possibly. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe that, as I say, the colony was a bit bigger. Maybe the only the, the people that left now are mm. the ones that. Aren't affected. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, the, yeah. uh, impressionable, mm-hmm. and yeah, he yeah. might be the tail yeah. end mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and because you know the rebellion type. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he kept or, turning up like a bad penny though without the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah, <Sneaky laughs> and then, then, oh, then yeah. just seemed to disappear. Yeah, he got snack. Yeah, yeah, he got lost in the in the tunnels under the city. The effects. Obviously, it's animation. I don't remember the original, but the macra's eyes appearing <laughs> gradually from mm. the zoo. That's mm. very good. Yeah, I wonder how they did that. Mm. I know originally it was a car, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a. It was something that was roughly the size of a mini. Yeah, mm. they taken. I think it was an old mini or a Morris one. Yeah. So they yeah. they, they just... built the uh, the crab thing on top of it. Oh. And just turn the headlights on. Yeah, maybe. Or took them out and put them on the. Right. When it's in black and white, you can hide a multitude of things with good lines. Black and white and standard death. Hands up. After watching the Macro Terror, who will start watching uh, Gridlock? (laughs) I I kind of thought about it. (laughs) On the Blu ray, I think it's on there, isn't it? No, Mm. it's the still book. The well, still, still book version of the Blu-ray um, comes yeah. gridlock. And that's the thing, because oh. in the Macro Terra, I mean, so the Macro, they looked about 10, 12 feet across and Easily. about... Yeah. yeah, and about sort of ten feet high, and yet in gridlock, these things are absolutely massive. Oh yeah, they've grown. Well, they they they're free. Yeah, ones. I, I want to say evolve, but they didn't. They devolved. They, yeah, they devolved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like goldfish in a big bowl. Mm, yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, I just like the idea of it. The, these alien creatures actually they are in control, mm. but nobody knows or yeah. isn't allowed to yeah. know. Well, like forty-one. To, they've already conquered. Yeah. As I call to David Icke, that's what's happened anyway. Yeah. True. Yeah, maybe the royal family are crabs. Yeah, yeah. I think they're uh, reptilian actually. <laughs> and, and whilst I would love to see more of the original Who in its original state, these are now coming out at, at very watchable. I'd be quite oh, happy yeah. to have mm. oh, yeah. the missing stories mm. with these as animations. These, as yeah. animations. I think I could be more mistaken. I think they are doing an animation box set. They are. Is, I think it's already been ooh, released. Yeah, or they've done yeah so it's all the ones that have already been released. Oh, Including right. Dreamworld. Oh, right. and yeah. Are all the audios available? Yes. yes. Well, all yeah. the missing episodes, the audio. Everything exists. So, so the putting, BBC have access to everything yeah. from yeah. Yeah. the pilot to current day. In, in one, one yeah. form or another, mm. it all exists. Because they, they, they actually employed someone to take photo stills of their TV, one every so many seconds or what have you which is why you've got those montages Mm -hmm. but they also had um, someone formally audio in it and then you've got just fans that, unofficially doing yeah, it. Yeah, and then mm. you had a lot of fans that unofficially did it as well. That's why you've yeah, got so such really of, good quality. I think you've got so, from different sources. Yeah, I think some of the fan copies are a better quality yeah. than the ones that the BBC did. did. They were. Yeah, but I think BBC did but okay, maybe Didn't did. we watch a collection of stills from uh, the, High, the Highlanders? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Really there's, been, there's been quite a few fan recons done mm. over the years where people have got hold of the audios, got hold of the stills and... The audios are all out together. there on CD, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. As, as those of us who grew up in a certain era know, recording off the TV and the radio onto your cassette became a bit of an art. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, we'd like to know what you chaps thought of the Macra Terror. What did you think of the art? What did you think of the story? What, what did, did you, you think, think of, of the Ben crab? Shorts? Write <laughs> <laughs> to us at show at staggering stories dot net. We dressed up in our best bib and tucker. Liar. Well, we washed our hands. Yes. <laughs> and our faces. No, we didn't bother with that. And we went to the theatre. Mm. In the West End. In the West End. Which theatre was it? It was the Ambassadors Theatre. And it was dead posh. We went to see <laughs> the Twilight Zone. <laughs> You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. Now, the first thing I'd like to say about this. Yes. Mm-hmm. The most, this is the first time I've ever seen theatre in black and white. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> yeah, that, much. That, that was even, even down to the makeup. Yeah, the set, the costumes, the lighting, everything. It was, it was black and white. It was wonderful. They did have some lighter shades of blue going on occasionally. Yeah, yeah. it's a very, very dark green. Yeah. So everything looked great. It, it oh, wasn't Jesus, I've gone colourful. Blind. No, no bright colours. It's no. all very grey and... It's all yeah, very monochrome. And yeah, I did very, like the um, safety curtain. The massive monitor, the TV screen, CBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah the initial... Big initial TV. Big TV and you could have the VHF or the UHF oh, channels. Wow. Yes, it was a <laughs> 1960s television set. Now, this, in true Twilight Zone fashion, was the weirdest thing I have ever, ever seen. <laughs> yep. It was it entertaining. Was, it was wonderful. You, you dotted around from a little girl who'd been sucked into an um, alternate dimension, which is meant to have been the, um, uh, the inspiration, inspiration for Poltergeist. You had the, throughout the whole thing. There was a nuclear fallout shelter, which took up most of the second act. Mm-hmm. Um, you had passengers on a bus stranded yeah, in a diner, diner. with yeah. an alien. With an alien, mm. you yeah. had ventriloquist dummy. It, yeah, Napoleon, you had yes. the woman with the um, the bandages on her face. There was the astronaut. all the three astronauts, or was it two astronauts, was or was the, it one astronaut? Yeah. And the astronaut that aged and... Yep. Yep, yep. It was... And everything linked wonderfully. So if they, yeah, it's very odd. They just kept doing little bits at the beginning, not, particularly yeah. the first acting, mm-hmm. little bits. Little tableaus, isn't it? Yeah. Then they the might story. come back to it, it later. It's, it's mm-hmm. about three or four stories, but they're all sort of... You'd go from scene of one, of, one story to yeah. a scene yeah. of another And story. there didn't seem to be anything... Connecting them yeah. except for... Mm. And obviously they had a car, quite a big cast, probably... About 12, uh, 13 people. Oh, I don't think as many as that, probably eight or nine. No, 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 because there was, at one point, there were seven on the bus plus the driver... And, plus and the barman, plus so the cop, and then there was so there was ten immediately, and then really? there was at yeah. the end there was eleven because there was somebody in the alien costume. <laughs> the alien costume guy was um, one of the people yeah. from the bar. There was I definitely think, eleven uh, at the end because I was counting. Yeah, okay. so there'd be about eleven or twelve players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the the set is like most plays; it is usual imagination for most of it. But the set but, is yeah, it's appropriate, really. Yeah, yeah. But the, the the set is literally. 
a star field, which they mm. bring in, uh, drag in tables or beds or mm. the bar, which split into yeah. three with yeah. the duke box. Mm. And, there's, yeah. and, and on most of them, there's always this door. Yes. Door. One the, white door. The stagehands, the though, that bring the stuff oh. in. They're no, wearing, actually the actors, I think. They're the actual mm. actors, yeah. but they're wearing kind of like boiler oh. suit onesies and main hats. Star. But they're all yeah. painted black with stars on. <laughs> but occasionally... They turn and they interplay visually with the audience. Oh, yeah, the, one, the guy, one of the, I can't remember who he was, but the stagehand, you, you got a free door because Twilight Zone mm. has a door. Yeah, so there's, doors, a, yeah. there's a free door being dragged around and one of the stagehands moves the door, opens the door, looks directly back at the audience, yeah. smiles <laughs> and closes, closes the, the door, door behind him. And, and often the back of the scene... Yeah. Two or three of them to stand there, yeah. doing nothing, yeah. looking weird and creepy. So <laughs> there's the ones that come in with the spinning eye and oh, the, yeah. the spinning yeah. spiral. In like like you spin a bl- an umbrella around. Yeah, you, ah. you, you, you would have something going on in, the f- like in, in one of the playlets and the scene needs to transfer to somewhere else. So while they're transferring it, you would have them run around with a an eyeball sort yeah. of just rolling or so am I correct in saying there was a connecting theme between, between yes. all these yes there is ultimately yeah. ish yeah. and the, yeah. the cigarettes oh everyone yeah. suddenly has cigarettes you, yeah. well, I don't smoke why have I got <laughs> one, of the, one of the cast members will suddenly go into a Rod Sterling monologue style mm, monologue yes. with a and, spotlight on yeah. them and, and the other the other cast members are just looking at him what the yeah. are you yeah. doing and then suddenly he'd have a cigarette, a cigarette in his hands yeah. <laughs> there, there yeah. is quite a lot of um, almost stage magic and slight yes. hand mm. going oh, on yeah, with them the little vignettes I recognised about half of them from mm. episodes of the Twilight Zone yeah. itself that have been transferred onto the yeah, stage. I don't think any of them are actually original, just the way they've been put together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there was said, there were some names like Helen Foley. She was oh, the, yeah. um, in the the movie with um, the the kid that can have anything he wants. Yeah. Oh, good grief! Yeah, that was a really scary one. That yeah. freaky mm. one. Mm. Uh, but I did. I loved the whole the scene with the. Um, the nuclear fallout shelter. Yeah. Mm. They that thought thing, pl- they played pretty much the entire second, episode, second act. Yeah. yeah, second act. Yeah. It's basically the story is that um, I, I don't know if it's based on that time where a flock of geese nearly started World War Three. Probably. Um, the <laughs> yes. an, America's oh, yeah. defense had picked up. R- missiles coming in incoming signals and, and yeah. the one guy mm. yeah. who's been saying to everyone look you need to build a fallout shelter he's the only one who did it mm. and of course him and his family are down there and it's his neighbours essentially falling to pieces trying to get, yeah. trying to get in mm, and mm. saying things that yeah. they later regretted because um, uh, Twilight Zone was 1950s so there's mm. a very yeah, cold war yeah, yeah. 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 feel through most of them but it, it was it was it was wonderful yeah. yeah when it first started I was thinking oh no really sure how this is going to work but you'd said yeah that you i enjoyed before. it yeah, yeah it's very weird at the beginning mm. it's only really in the second act it starts to come together you start to understand there is a, a linking theme mm. and that linking bit is the man rod mm. serling it's all his imagination is all being jumbled up in his head and so you see it through his eyes almost mm. and uh, i think particularly the bit with the the guy who's going mad and can't sleep probably directly talking maybe about what could happen to him to rod serling himself yeah. it was weird imagination i wonder if anyone ever found that ice cream <laughs> <laughs> we had a group of people sitting behind us lovely young people and 
one of them lost their lipstick, which Jean found at the end. <laughs> and one of the guys went off and came back with a tower of ice cream. <laughs> and one and of Keith them... said, could you juggle it? I, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> and one of them rolled away somewhere and we so never found it. Down the front it. of the <laughs> <somewhere>. melted somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of humour in there too. They they, mm. they play with it a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, um, the, the uh, whiskey drinking dummy. Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah, he yeah. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there being quite so much humour in the original series. Depends. Oh, no. Depends on the story. Depends on the actual story. Yeah. But you're right. It all seemed to be... It was the ones I remember the most were the, the creepy ones. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, the original Twilight Zone was very much a mixed bag. I mean, there were sort of very uplifting stories. Yeah. But conversely, there were very, very it's dark ones. It's, it's, dark a, ones, it's yeah. a bit like the Tales of the Unexpected, mm. oh, except yeah. for mm. Tales of the Unexpected was real life, she says, inverted commas, whereas <laughs> Twilight Zone more often would be things on the wings of planes and that kind of fantastic life. life. <laughs> I remember the trip to yeah. Rome. I was petrified. So I think you, it's one of those things... It? I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like, um, you know, there's certain um, Tales of the Unexpected episodes that a lot of people remember, like the one where the woman kills her husband with the leg of lamb and then all <laughs> the police are, because they stand out. But there's probably another 20 or 30 episodes that people mm. don't forget remember because they're not that's quite it. as mm. i mean that's it i mean so well as we were just saying you know sort of terror at twenty thousand feet mm-hmm. i mean the movie version scared the bejesus out of oh, me yeah. but i mean, I mean where the man pulls back the blind and the creature's looking in through the window yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, um... but i mean the original version with you know who <laughs> was that I mean, William Shatner that fine Shakespearean <laughs> actor the yeah. Shat I mean the creature on the wing looked like a who's one of out for Flanagan and Alan Alan who wore mm. a fur coat that's yes. basically what he looked like a man yeah, wearing yeah. a fur coat the um <laughs> it probably was mm. a man wearing the a fur coat on the wing of yeah. a plane yeah, yeah it does <laughs> bit blurry too. Uh, I seem to I seem to remember the pitch for the angels was very funny mm. okay. from the TV series right. that's where uh, uh, um, uh, to stop death taking a little girl a man does a pitch a sales pitch directly in front of oh, him okay. and gets death one. to buy everything in his yeah. suitcase <laughs> okay. we watched that one quite yeah. recently didn't it does we? make you wonder if there is scope for them to do another version of this play with, with different yeah, stories well, I, yeah. think, I think Twilight Zone was five years six years I don't know, yeah. So yeah, it started in 1959 and went until about 65, 66. Yeah, so but also so. you could make, you know, just new stories, yeah. but you could just change the stories and keep it going. Yeah. And yeah. the theatre itself, the Ambassador's actually quite small. Yeah, it, it, is. it really is a very, a, very small theatre. Cozy. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if yes. you're sitting Especially in the, the back ladies. row, your view is restricted only because there's a balcony above you, ah. so you won't see the <laughs> yeah. top half of the stage kind of it stuff. It doesn't affect it too much. It doesn't affect it, no, but that's, that's what I mean by it's, yeah. it's small. Um, but we're just saying that the set itself it isn't so much sparse. It reminded me a bit of the, the curious case of the dog in the night, in that yeah. it's predominantly a square box with doors where they bring in stuff, go out, stuff, etc. It has the potential to travel. Mm. It's not like Miss Saigon or something where there's Mm. really involved big technical sets. Mm. A lot of this could be packed down and moved around. So I think it would be nice if at some point it it moved, Mm. did a tour, because it it has that potential in terms of the scale of the stage play. And I think it would do quite well in smaller... Mm. It would fit into smaller repertory theatres around the country. If it does well enough, you'd imagine Mm. there'd be a call for it. Mm. Yeah, it was already moved. It did a limited run, which I saw last year at uh, the Almeida Theatre. And then it now it's moved to the West End. 
So they clearly did well enough to, yeah, to, to carry on and move to the West End. I mean, so, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would say up. if you were coming to London, you can get tickets for it actually quite cheaply. Mm. Um, and compared, well, compared for West End. Compared for West End, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can actually get tickets for about 20, 30 quid. And the cheapest ones are 25, but they're very hard to come yeah. by. Not um, great, great but if you go but... through some of the, the websites yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it's actually worth, it is worth watching. I, I, and it I wasn't a full house doing. when we were there because we all got moved forward a row yeah. yeah i think it was about a row's worth empty uh, yeah but it's really good i yeah, yeah. enjoyed it, it was a good as much second time as the first yeah. we've got some feedback how much is there a plethora is there multitudes is there, there a lot there is absolutely Tons of it. There's pictures of dogs. Yeah. There's pictures mm-hmm. of puppy dog. Oh, look, he's a smiling dog. He's a when I say tons, I do mean I do mean there's one. We have heard from Mark. Thank you, oh. Mark. Thank you, Mark. And, Hello, Mark. and your puppy dog and your white dog. It is good to hear there are people out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were Hello, wondering. Says Mark. Hello. You needy staggerers. Oh, we are. Yeah, afraid so. Here very is your needy. darn feedback. Jeez. <laughs> when I subscribed to your rather wonderful podcast, little did I realise that it would be such <laughs> bloody work. Well, the podcast or feedback. <laughs> I wanted to share my thoughts on time and the Rani. Oh, dear, Okay. Mel's white trousers bothered me. (laughs) They're so clean and, it seems, stain resistant. (laughs) At least that's something we can look forward to in the post-Brexit wasteland. (laughs) Dirt-proof clothes. Anyhow, on to the story. I really enjoyed this at the time and I get a lovely cosy feeling when watching it now. Obviously, it has several flaws, as many (laughs) Doctor Whos do, but it also has some great moments too. Kate O'Mara is just fantastic and a great addition to the Doctor Who Panto box set, (laughs) including Nymon, Bannerman and Time. Yep. I remember as a nipper. Uh, Being very impressed with the digital effect at the end of episode one. The disco ball of death, we called it. (laughs) I and my God, was it magnificent. As disco balls go, we'd never seen out like it. Sparkling and flying. Get back to the letter. Spinning round. Frankie, get back to the letter. Like a kipper. Come on, from the window of the fish shop. Back back to us, back to the letter. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) A nice intro to the devious one and a nice chemistry between the two leads. This story is definitely in the slightly tipsy and snacking DVD pile. <laughs> Great fun. Uh-huh. I rate this story seven ginger wigs out of ten. I like that idea of a slightly tipsy and snacking <laughs> DVD yeah. pile. I also enjoyed the new season 18 box set, with Ooh. standouts being Behind the Sofa with Tegan, Nissa and Zoe. Yeah. The banter puts me in mind of Jean and fake Keith, deliciously barbed. <laughs> See? Not bitchy and cat. Catty, deliciously Deliciously barbed. barbed. (laughs) 
the quality of the release is very impressive. Indeed. Adam, (laughs) (laughs) I know we complain about double, triple and quadruple dipping. Spearhead, I'm looking at you. (laughs) But this one is definitely well worth it, if only for Weekend with Waterhouse. (laughs) I I haven't seen that yet. I'm stealing myself for the excitement. (laughs) I'm also making my way through the Tom Baker tome, Scratch Man, which is quite an oddity. Written in the past tense as it's told from the Doctor's point of view to... Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when reading, you can't help but hear the great Mr Baker deliver every word, which is exactly how you'd want it. It's got the now, audiobooks, how good. I can't say how much of this Tom actually wrote, but you no. definitely hear his eccentric turn of phrase on a very frequent basis, just waiting for the new Dalek ones now. Lastly, I must recommend Russian Doll on Netflix. Although oh, yeah. set yes. in a contemporary New York, it's grounded in a familiar sci-fi trope, but it's brutally funny and has many scenes of eyebrow-raising filth and <laughs> eye-watering language. Yep. Not one to watch with your nan, but a good one to mortify the kids. Yep. Karen, you'll love it. <laughs> it is very, very good. It is, it is. Other things that are awesome right now, but maybe to chat about next time, Mm. Disco, Chilling Adventures mm. of Sabrina, Catching Up with Line of Duty from the Start, and My New Puppy! Photo attached. Uh-huh. We'll, yeah. we'll put the photo on the... Yeah. Cute oh, puppy. one other thing. I no longer listen to you in the bath. Oh. oh. I have started working from home full time, so I am mixing things up by Ooh. enjoying hearing you all fully clothed and dry. <laughs> <laughs> For clarity, it's me that's fully clothed mm. and dry, not necessarily you lot. That's your own business. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'd better get back to work. I wish people were talking more about Brexit, don't you? Mm. Oh. See you at Hooverville. It will be here before you know it. Yeah. Love, Mark. Yep. Thank and you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I like dogs. <laughs> That's why you've got a house full of cats. I like cats better, but dogs are awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Right, Thank you, Mark. The rest of you. Yes. Mark stepped up because he's a man. <laughs> he's the best man, and he's got a dog. He's got two dogs. He's got a but puppy. But the rest of you, you didn't write. Not one of you. Keith, 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 you're no, making I noise. She's emoting. I'm she's emoting. She's emoting. I'm emoting. I'm just playing with the machine. Jesus. Thank you, Gene. <laughs> if he sorry. does that again, hit him. Yes. So, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> we want to hear from you, and we want to hear from you now. So write to us. Let's show. At. Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. But we won't actually record it for about another four weeks. Because <laughs> Adam's going on holiday. Yeah. Adam's going to America. Florida. But, I'm just putting that out there in case yeah. anyone wants to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. um, his address is... <laughs> Apparently it's Florida, so just... Mahama Bay Resort. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more old and new. So until that... Cue! Quaintly quibbling quandary of quails comes quivering down quietly. Quizzling. Quaking, quakingly. Uh, Quite quietly. Towards us. Playing... Quidditch. No, well yes, but... (laughs) (laughs) That one with the... 
colours and the patterns. Quirkle. Quirkle, Quirkle. yes. <laughs> we got there in the end. We did. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, Crumby, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Uh, bye-bye. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1, number 314, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Real Keith Dunn, and Gene Riddler. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This is a Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Is there a Pokemon in the... No idea, I'm not Pokemon in. I caught a Pokemon for her. And she let me evolve it. And then let it go. I had to transfer it, which I'm sure means it's gone to live on a farm. It has. (laughs) It's gone to live with the professor. Oh, good. Just keep telling her that, she won't cry. (laughs)